Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'll get back for a second. What is going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to our first episode of Sideline Summit, a sports and lifestyle podcast. Uh, I'm Antonio Perez. I'm here with my co-host, Danny Cole. Uh, just quick two-minute recap. What We're just going to tell you all uh, about ourselves, our backgrounds in sports, and uh, you know all the stuff that's going on basically with our life. Um, I'll let Danny go first. Uh, he's, been, he's been waiting. He's been excited for this, and so have I. So I'll let him take the way first. Yeah, so I'm a sophomore at the University of Pennsylvania. My whole life I played soccer. I got to college and I said, nah, I'm playing football. Uh, it's a little bit of background on me. Love football and go from there. Yeah, uh, mine was kind of reverse. I played football and basketball basically uh, every year since I was like four years old. I started, well, I started playing football around seventh grade and um, I got to college and uh, I wanted to take my journalism seriously. I'm a journalist major at Delaware County Community College at the moment. Uh, and part of that inspired me to do this. I like talking sports. Um, I know a lot of people do like talking sports. Um, and we got a lot of guys who we want to bring on this podcast. So make sure you're listening in on Apple Music or Spotify. Or if you're on YouTube, just make sure you're subscribed. Give good reviews, likes, all the good stuff that you're supposed to do on podcasts and for things like that. But um, with all of that out of the way, um, let's start with our first topic. It's Super Bowl Sunday in a couple of days. We're just going to give our, you know, our thoughts and predictions. I think I'll, I'll, I'll give my prediction first. Uh, in our, you know, our mock run of this episode, I had, I think I had Rams winning 31 to 20. I'm going to closen up a little bit. I think it's going to be 31-27. I still got uh, Rams, and Aaron Donald is my Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, I'm going to go very similar to that. I think the Rams edged out today uh, on Sunday, and I think they edged that out 28-24. Shooter McPherson does not have enough in him. By saying he does have enough in him, are you implying he misses two field goals? I think he misses one field goal. He's, he's right, well, if he misses goal. one, they, they'd still be down by one. But you never know. It could be in a situation where you make one and then, you know, you're in a good position going to the half maybe or something like that. Uh, but the recipe for his success is not in the Bengals' favor. But it also hasn't been the last couple games. Uh, but they still find ways to win. It's just really impressive on Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, that offense, and their defense, who um, who's really been solid. Uh, the last couple games, especially, I would say, especially Jesse you know, Bates. second half against us. Yeah. Big, big time play against the chiefs last week. He, he made, and it's crazy. He ended the over, not ended it because the Bengals had to score, but he ended, he put Mahomes off the field in 13 seconds, just like he put the bills off the field in 13 seconds. And now, but you know what I mean? Uh, that was exactly. a crazy coincidence. 
But the last two games, not really the first half, but second half against the Chiefs, that's high end, you know, high level football. Uh, but they still have a lot of things that could easily, you know, get taken advantage of. Like if Eli Apple has to guard anyone, uh, that could be a problem. Especially if you get them lined up with Cooper Cup or Odell, it could be a long day for the defense. However, I think where the Bengals do have, uh, they do have an advantage is I don't think they'll get beat deep. They have a really good safety tandem. Keep everything short. Um well, that may be how Cooper Cup likes to do things, and Odell can work a lot of that medium range. You should all ban Jefferson, who is a really good uh, vertical threat. Uh, that's just yeah, my thoughts on, on, on what the Rams offer. Jalen Ramsey versus Jamar Chase is the real matchup to look at here. Yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of hot receivers, a lot of hot receivers, when they they start to blow up. You schedule that game where they play the best corner in the league, but obviously you're not going to get that matchup. But here you are. You have the best, one of the best young receivers in the league, arguably top five receiver right now, and you have the best corner in the game. By I far, I don't really think it's a debate. Right I don't think it's a debate. Jamar Chase? Jamar Chase and Justin five, Jefferson right? are both top five. They're, they're both top five. They're four, they're four and five. Jefferson's a little bit ahead. Uh, his route, his mm-hmm. route running is a – just a little bit better, but and we're getting off topic. But that matchup, uh, certainly everyone is looking forward to that one. Yeah, other than that matchup, I think what we really need to look deep at is Matthew Stafford. He's getting his first crack at the Super Bowl. He's been in the league for what, 12 years? And we're around, we're around that time frame. He suffered in Detroit. Something he said, like that, someone yeah. said that Matthew Stafford and Eminem are the closest that Detroit's come to the Super Bowl ever. Yeah, uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, aside from that, do you think Matthew Stafford's top five quarterbacks? No, you don't think he's top five? No, is Burrow top five? I don't think uh, no. So, both of them sit around like the mm-hmm. eight to ten area. So, you don't need a top five quarterback to uh win in, in your in that range. You, you need a top ten, but you don't need a top five. But so that really think. gives me that, that formula. If that, like, the Patriots could win because Mac Jones could be a top ten quarterback in the next couple of years. So this really gives a formula where you don't need this Mahomes, Allen, Herbert to win a Super Bowl because they're going to demand more money and they're going to need to make these all star level plays. But now you have you can get to the Super Bowl with Joe Burrow. You can get to the Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford. You don't need to have these off script plays. I think. I think that it's not so, – so like the Niners. The Niners were 10 minutes away from winning a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, it's really more about do you have a cheap quarterback, I think. Um, Mahomes, when he won his, he was super cheap, and then he got that – that no, it doesn't kick in until next year, but it's going to get pretty rough uh, in the salary cap. Joe Burrow, he's obviously still in his rookie deal. And that's where it comes in the team's chargers. Because the Bengals flipped it around in the year. The Chargers could flip it around in the year. Uh, the Eagles the Eagles aren't in the most Super Bowl, you know, contend window, but they're ahead of schedule. They got a young quarterback um, that if he can develop, maybe you're looking at uh, in that direction. But ba- uh, back to the game, one more thing I just want to say about it was um, Joe Burrow, he, he is, he's won a playoff game. And he got sacked nine times. Um, I think – he, he, he may get sacked even more. He might get sacked like 12, 13 times. But if they keep things short, if they keep 
you know, running the ball, uh, occasionally going for that big play, but you would have to do it if Jamar Chase can get away from Ramsey. You know, Chase obviously doesn't want – he wouldn't want to run. He wouldn't run. He, he's, a, he's a smoke demon. He needs it. But, you know, if you see the matchup with anyone besides Ramsey, I think you got that called out. I think you go, you know, make that big play, try to change the momentum of the game. I'm not going to lie. Usually you want to stick to your guns and do what you're good at. The Bengals need to stop throwing jump. They, they can't throw jump balls here. Ramsey and Darius Williams will box them. They will not allow the jump balls to be won. Well, I think in some manner they have to still be themselves, you know, because they, they live or die with those 50-50 plays. But if you throw into Jalen Ramsey, it's kind of like 70-30 in his favor. Even if you are yeah. Jamar Chase, maybe it's like 65, you know, 35. I mean, we uh, have seen Ramsey yeah. get baked in the postseason already, though. Mike Evans had a – Mike Evans probably had one of the best postseasons out of anyone in the NFL. And just – and but the Rams sent Brady off to retirement. Jalen Ramsey is proof that even the best corners, you know, get got. Uh, yeah. But who's your – to finish the subject, uh, who's your Super Bowl uh, MVP? My Super Bowl MVP? I'll go Cooper Cup. I, I was leaning towards that. I, I, was, I was stuck but... between – I was stuck between them two. Um, those are my predictions, obviously. I think we're, we were both on the, the wagon that uh, we wanted Von Miller to win, so he'd be the first defensive player to have two. But uh, – Yes, I think there's a super kick in, in Odell Beckham Jr. to win Super Bowl MVP. That would be if a he gets story. the targets, man. He makes big plays. But you know, with a lot going on today, let's move on to the NBA trade deadline. Um, let's talk about. I mean, this isn't the flashiest trade in the world. It's Kings Pacers. I really just want to talk about Tyrese Halliburton. He's a great talent, and he does his potential. But I think people are kind of overreacting a little bit so like oh you're trade. they're acting like they traded away this all nba uh talent which maybe one day he has it in him uh sure you don't trade the youngest the best player on your roster who's super young you could build around them but they didn't want to do that uh so i get people mad like oh you trade him he was so loyal he wanted to change the culture but no yeah, it's a, it's in a terms of like yeah, it, it's. I think it's just super. I don't see the point for both teams. I think they should both be going in the downward direction. Yeah, they're both going in the downward direction. I mean, we really the the Pacers are really. They said they're open to moving Buddy Heald, uh, which is makes sense. You see, teams like the Lakers might even get on him. If the Sixers miss out on Harden, they might be giving the Pacers some calls later to, today or tomorrow. Uh, I tell you what, as a Celtics fan. As a Celtics fan, I'm not really the biggest fan of Buddy Hill. I know we need shooting and we can use some depth, but he's been playing pretty bad this year. I'll tell you what, though. If we could get him for Ennis Freedom straight up, straight up, just swap all day. Yeah. Nothing yeah, else, think, though. Nothing else. Maybe Peyton Pritchard gets it. Maybe a second-round pick. Uh, they're looking for some value. I think they're looking for to get a first-round pick out of him, uh, which makes sense. Protect the first-round uh, Move into a trade. You – Moving to a trade that, you know, you had just mentioned about James Harden. I believe a report came out. I think it was Woj said that the Sixers want, or, or sorry, excuse me, uh, Brooklyn wants Simmons, obviously, uh, and they want Seth Curry. They want Andre Drummond. And I think where the Sixers might 
they may hold out is because they also want Lee Stiebel. Assuming Maxi is untouchable, um, they want Stiebel, and that's really tough. Yeah, this is also including uh, for Patty Mills. Uh, Patty Mills would also be in the trade. So essentially, Patty Mills and Seth Curry would be a wash because they're both like shooting specialists. So the trade would really be a rental of Harden and see if you can get a deal done for Ben Simmons, Drummond, and Thibault. I don't know if I can do that because Thibault can defend the wing so well. I think... So a couple years back, they traded for Jimmy and Tobias. Not mid-season. Jimmy was a little earlier. Tobias was mid-season. But that showed me, oh, they're, they're going to go win it all. But they didn't because they they made win-it-all trades. They didn't make win-it-all adjustments. As in, in the Toronto series, sure, Joe and Embiid struggled. But, again, who's all the downfall come on? It comes on a point guard who doesn't want to shoot. That's Ben Simmons. They should have put the ball in Jimmy Butler's hands. Sure, he doesn't shoot threes, but who shoot him? He will shoot him if he needs to. And he can shoot 18-footers better than everyone in the league, probably besides DeMar DeRozan and Kevin Durant. But, you know, this time around, a lot of people think, oh, it's not worth trading Matisse. And maybe it's not. Maybe they're right. But if you don't win a championship this year and then you don't get James Harden, you did not put your all into trying to win a championship this year. That's just- yeah. So the the idea is this will be another year again of uh, Joel Embiid's prime wasted. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, instead of looking at Joel Embiid's prime, think about instead of giving all Seth Curry, Tobias Harris, Andre Drummond, and all these assets away, we can go get the same guy by just trading Tobias to OKC for a, a draft cap, a dump, cap dump. And mm-hmm. doing it for free in six months. I mean, granted, we'd have to go grind our way to try to win the championship, but I think they can make a mid-level move and get Harden for free in, in the offseason. Okay, so go get Buddy Heald and then go get Harden in the offseason. And that would be a nice so move for us to pick up. If if you think – okay, so let's, let's use that logic. Let's say they can get Harden in the offseason. Now, you can use Ben and all these other assets on someone else because you cannot keep Ben Simmons. You owe it to Joel Embiid, get rid of him, get him some assets, get him some players. Do you think you could see now a Damian? Because the Blazers are clearly blowing it up if everyone's seen the trades. They just traded, uh, they just got Nikhil. uh, Nikhil, Is it Alexander Walker or Walker Alexander? They just got him and just traded him for Joe Ingles. So they're they're clearly blowing it up. Dame should be coming in the next hours, hopefully by three o'clock tomorrow. He doesn't he doesn't deserve to be there, but he wants to be there. Uh, If you're ever running from the grind competition, the Sixers don't have the money to have Damian Lillard, Embiid, and James Harden. So if they go get Dame Lillard, they don't have the money, right? So you, you would have a lineup, which I, I think I did be happy with Damian Lillard and Seth Harden. You would have Damian Lillard, Seth Curry, Maxi, Embiid, and Tobias Harris. Granted, if Tobias Harris would probably have to go to Portland for the salary dump, which I think Sixers fans are fine with. Because you're getting 
Yeah, I the second best point guard in the NBA. Yeah, as a as a Celtics fan, uh, you know, I mean, obviously not like Damian Lillard there, but as an NBA fan, hundred percent worth it. I don't see a lot in um in Tobias Harris. I think he's bad. He's a bad contract. He's super inconsistent. Um, he can score us some nights, but once upon once once upon a time, they said he was better than Jalen Brown, which that was really funny. Super, Jalen super Brown funny stuff. A level of athleticism and defense that Tobias doesn't bring, and that's not a knock on Tobias Harris. He's come a long way from his role player Clipper, Clipper days, but mm-hmm. he was nice. He was just a role player in the Sixers on the Clippers, but now he's he's, he's really to do more. expanded. He's expanded uh, into he fits the team. Uh, he does what he needs to on nights where something beats him off night. So I think he. Him, Tobias, Ben, and maybe a couple firsts might get the deal done to get Dane to Philly. Maybe. Maybe. The Portland's probably going to want a big haul. These couple of trades hasn't set them up, excuse me, particularly well for the future. Um, So they're going to need a big haul. But moving to a guy I just mentioned about Jalen Brown, roughly a month ago, month and a half ago, all these talks were coming out. Tatum and Brown can't play well together. Brown needs to be traded. Um, and all this stuff like, oh, you get a good haul for Brown. Um, since then, I don't think it's insane to say that the Celtics have been the best team in the NBA since about a month and a half ago. They have, overall this season, I believe they have the number one defensive net rating and the fourth best net rating in the league. However, the reason why that doesn't show up on the on the standings they are 10 and 17 last time I checked in games decided by five or less points. But the they've Celtics been closing out some of the games. Six straight wins for the Celtics. Uh, 18 and, and six 10 straight wins for the Raptors. Yeah, those two teams are. About really a month and a half ago, right Raptors, Raptors and Sixers, or Raptors and Celtics were sitting at the 10 and 11 seeds. They are now both fighting to get out of the play in. Raptors have made it. Uh, but only because they played less games than the Celtics, so the better win percentage. Uh, and they play, I believe they play, I think Houston tonight. Or no, I think they play OKC tonight. So I'm going to go ahead and say, no, I'm going to guarantee their win streak continues uh, unless we get a Josh Giddy and Shai Gilgis-Alexander masterclass. But I doubt that's happening. Um, so, yeah, He's the Raptors are really pushing it. They're, go ahead, go ahead. So the Sixers go ahead and say, no, we're not getting James Harden. James Harden is going mm-hmm. to be traded somewhere, right? Because the, the, he, he, already, he wants to walk in the offseason. The Miami Heat mm-hmm. are sitting in a really, really unique situation where they have young talent, they have assets, and they need to make a move for a star player aside Jamie Butler. Do they make a move for James Harden? No one's talking about this, but do they make a move for James Harden? Who would, who would you – okay, so the Nets wouldn't need a Kyle Lowry. However, they can make it fit how Brooklyn does now constructed. Where they have Kyrie go to two, they can make Lowry run the one, Irving run the two. You're just looking at a really small lineup. However, I think you can hide Irving on on defense and Lowry will really step it up. Uh, I don't know how much you'd have to give. I think they would ask for at least Hero. uh, Because his stock is certainly going up again. To be honest, I think Lowry and Hero would get the deal done. I, don't think I just I don't know if Miami is willing to give up uh, Hero. 
And it's really hard because every time his name pops up in trade rumors, he's playing really well. And then when they fall through, he's playing really bad. So it's like, oh, maybe you should have traded him. But he's still young. I think he needs – they need to give him time. I, I think he's a really good player. They give him time, but would you trade like a Duncan Robinson with – Oh, get that? Duncan Robinson the hell out of there. I would get Duncan Robinson the hell out of there for, for James Harden, no doubt. His contract exactly. thinks he's a Imagine. super inconsistent shooter. Imagine oh, James Robinson. I mean, imagine uh, Duncan Robinson goes with Kyle Lowry, but you have James Harden, Jimmy Butler. I would, I would, I would love to see a, a Jimmy Butler and James Robinson backcourt. I would also love to see their backfield. So put Jimmy in the backfield for Jacksonville with James Robinson, lead blocker. J Rob, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, yeah, J Rob, J Rob, J Butt. Just getting it done. And, and Tivo. Yeah, I think I think oh, that'd be oh, really oh, uh, interesting if my if and Miami Miami's the one seed, so you could be like, oh, don't fix what's not broken, but you could just be even better. You could just make yourself better, and when you have the chance to be better, why not take it? You know. Yeah, it's like would the Bucks trade Middleton for Harden? No, right? Because they had that. I don't think they'll. I just don't think they move. Well, the Bucks they could. They could do eh, – we're, we're getting locked up. Let's get into the East playing teams uh, like we just were. You know, talking about the Raptors-Celtics, they're both aiming to get out. They are both they both now sit two games behind those Philadelphia 76ers. And I can guarantee you if both those teams jump them and they find themselves in the play-in, they could lose one game. And here uh, – I believe the Hawks are sitting at the 11 seed. Or the 10th seed. Uh, the Hawks so are at the 10th seed. The Nets are at the 8th seed. And the Hornets are at the 9th seed. So right now, the play consists so of the Celtics. Celtics will play the Hawks. The Nets will play the Hornets. And this is really gets interesting because the Nets are free fall right now. Until Kevin Durant gets back, we don't know when that's yep. going to be. Yeah, that's a bad team. The Nets that might even fall me. out of the playoffs in general. The Nets probably lose the next I, four games. I don't think Kevin Durant will allow them to not make the playoffs, but that doesn't remind me of a lot. Too. LeBron's first season in L.A., he got hurt. Uh, he was like, oh, I'm going to go playoff mode, and then he averaged a 30-point triple-double for like the rest of the way, and his team just going to get it done. That might be Kevin Durant's case. He could go insane. He could go you know, Durantula, but it it might not matter. He might end up missing the playoffs. My thing is, if we let's say the Sixers find themselves in the seventh seed, they don't make the trade. Let's say they don't make the trade. They find themselves the seventh seed. They lose to the Hawks in that play-in. Now you're like, damn. I should have made that trade. I'd never find myself in this situation. We just went one and done in a prime and B year. If we had Harden instead of sitting out Simmons, they really do got to make a move to avoid that play-in I mean, because you know what I'm the Celtics about. got a couple free wins coming up. That's exactly what happened when the uh, Sixers when uh, playoffs a couple years ago. Simmons got hurt, and B was playing by himself, and the Sixers were bounced in the first round. Yeah, and they, they, and, yep, they got they got swept by the Celtics. I remember that in the bubble. The bubble was so cool. I I get it. It wasn't good for their mental health, but it was super cool. Yeah, they had barbers cutting people's hair on the side. They had they had people people coming in getting tested every week. It was a cool setting that. No one really talked about how the NBA scaled up this cool playoff bubble within like a month. They they decided let's yeah, put everyone. It was, in it was peak Adam Silver. Yeah, it was peak Adam, Adam Silver, Silver really 
really showed how great of a commissioner he is compared to Roger Goodell and Robert Manfred. Uh, just on the bottom half, on on the teams outside looking into the play-in, like they're trying to get in, you have two teams. You got the Wizards, who Beal just got surgery. It's probably looking like you know they're they're not going to make it. The Knicks, however, you know the Knicks got one get they get that one signature win a month, like they had that their first win of the season. They beat Boston in overtime, and then later in that season they beat Boston again on the RJ Barrett game winner. Got it's all about Evan Fournier though. Evan Fournier is the whole entire team. Evan, Evan Fournier, I'll, I think Evan Fournier is better than Michael Jordan if he plays the Boston Celtics. Um, yeah, anyway, he, but they get one good win a week. They have to carry momentum. Um, they bring heart. They bring you know a lot of the stuff, but I think they're just missing some talent. Uh, but there's a there's a guy with talent on the team who gets uh who who's averaging like three minutes a game, and his name's Cameron Reddish. Uh, yeah, he's just getting no playing time. They traded for him. He's getting no playing time. I don't get it. Maybe he needs to learn plays, or I don't know what the problem is. But look, man, when you're when you're a bucket, it's not when you're a bucket, you just get in there. You know what I mean? Like when when the Nets traded for James Harden. I mean, not to compare James Harden and Cam Reddish, but James Harden, he was starting lineup 30 minutes a game, getting after it. Cam Reddish, obviously, he's not that, but, man, he could really be helping you out there. He can shoot. The kid's got defensive, you know, tangible. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if he's a good defender or not, but he's the same build as Reddit, or as R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett is a tremendous defender. He is so good. So if you can get that man, yeah. It's all about mentality with these super skilled wings if you can get them in the mode of I want to play defense then yeah, you yeah. can really help out it's really insane the Knicks went from we're going to win it all this year the Knicks have turned it around to the 12th seed in the East um, and the Hawks who were just in the Eastern Conference Final are now two games below 500 it's really crazy how teams yeah, can turn it around like and you have teams in the other way the Bulls were really, really bad last year, and the Cavs were mediocre at the best. And now they're sitting three and four seed in the, in the, um, in the East. Cavs are frauds. I'm sorry. Everyone loves the Cavs. Yeah, they're frauds. Someone said if they meet Toronto, Boston, Brooklyn, I think if they meet anyone in the first round that isn't like a bad team, like I'm talking like they could beat the Hawks in the first round. They could beat the Hawks. They can maybe beat Boston. They can't beat Toronto. They can't beat Brooklyn. At least healthy. Not even healthy Brooklyn. If Kevin Durant's playing, they're not being them. They're not being Philly. They're not being Bulls. They're not being, you know, they're not being the Heat. None of that. I'll tell you, though. Uh, but even I, said it. I think he next said, year could be their year. He said, if you get LeBron James on the Cavaliers right now, they are an automatic finals bid. If you put LeBron James on any team, they're a finals bid because he's LeBron James, which is weird. Which uh, let's transition into the play-in West. Stalk, let's we'll, we'll keep it brief about the Lakers. I don't like talking about these big market teams, um, but yeah, the Lakers. I think they're trash. They have to make some trades. Maybe that maybe that means trade Westbrook. Maybe that doesn't mean trade Westbrook. But man, they really got to switch things up. They they need some shooting. Uh, they need some glue guys, I guess you would say. They need some Carusos. Uh, they need guys like that, in, in my eyes. Yeah, they definitely need 
those people who can play roles. And I don't know why they let Caruso walk. Uh, they they thought THT mm. was something more than he was. Russ is really went from this level of play to mediocre to your almost negative value, and it really hurts me to say because he used to be my favorite player. I've transitioned to be a John Moran fan. He reminds me of a younger Westbrook, but I, I don't even know. Westbrook stinks. I've always thought Westbrook stunk, but I will admit, after the All Star break, it, it's it's here's the Westbrook schedule. He's the worst player of all time. Oh, uh, he's actually still terrible. All Star break, best player to ever exist. Playoffs, he's back to where he was. You know, he's a he's a good bad player. It's, he's not a bad good player. Like like uh like so. He's considered one of the better players in the NBA. Oh, but he's the worst of them? No, I think he's the best of the worst players in the NBA. That's what I really think of him. Yeah, he's a stat. He, gets, he fills the stat sheet, but that doesn't equate to wins. Um, no. For a long time. And he's, nowadays, he's not even filling the stat sheet. No, at least he's not filling the points. He's probably putting rebounds in the system, but he's putting six points up in a game. And I think that's really happening with age. He's like, what, 33 years old? He can't jump as high as he could anymore. He's not high flying like he used to when he was 24. I think his now, there's some separation. There's some separation between like the Nuggets, who are the sixth seed, and the Timberwolves, who are the seventh seed. You know, they're 14 and 15 games back, respectively. And then the Clippers, the Clippers are a little ahead of the Lakers, and the Clippers, you know, Kawhi, maybe we'll get him back. You'll maybe get him back for playoffs, but. Kawhi's the type of guy to, you know, he really cares about his body. He does want to win championships, so that might spark him to come back. Paul George, same thing. Maybe you'll get him back somewhere down the line, but they are competing, and they're really winning games. Same with the Pelicans. They were sitting at the 10 seed. Sure, CJ McCollum doesn't put you over the top. They, that, he does not make you a contender. CJ McCollum is a baller, uh, and he has squeezed every ounce of skill out of his body possible, but no way. It doesn't make contenders, but they're the 10 seed. They get in the play-in. You got a shot against anyone. All you have to do is win. Well, you're a 10 seed. You got to win two games. But still, just you, all you got to get hot is for two games. And if Zion can get healthy, which maybe he's pulling a Kawhi, maybe he wants to leave. But if he does get healthy, he wants to play, they're in. No, I, no doubt in my mind, they're in. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, if you look at the, the uh, standings right now, you were setting up for the Battle of L.A., to get in the playoffs, Lakers, Clippers. Mm-hmm. Then you they got might have to play that, each other to get in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, a battle of LA to play each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then right now it would be the Minnesota Timberwolves, who no one expected to be over 500, I think. No, against God, they're so good. Cats, it's cats here. I think uh, there's some rumors that they, they, they think about trading McDaniels for Ben Simmons. As a centerpiece, if the, there if the was a there was a rumor saying that they want to trade Malik Beasley for Celtics Josh Richardson, straight up, not the TikToker. Um, would I be down to? I mean, Malik Beasley is a pretty good shooter, and I mean he'll just fill the role Josh Richardson does, but better. But if we don't make that move, not the end of the world. If we do make the move, all right, cool, welcome to the team, Josh Richardson. You were great. Josh Richardson gets so much slander from Philly and Mavericks fans. I think he was so good for us. He's so he played shitty last night, but he played really good. I thought, and you know, the Wolves they got some pieces. You know, they're not really a deep team. They're really top heavy. You know, you got Ant Man, you got D'Lo, you got Cat. So, yeah, I don't know. 
just let that play out for a couple about, more years. Uh, what is your opinion on the play-in? So you got the NFL where you have seven teams from each conference making the playoffs, but the NBA takes a completely different stance, right? They're saying there should be only 10 teams in the whole entire league that don't have a chance to play for the title. The NFL says, I disagree. More than half the league, 18 out of 32 teams should not have zero chance of playing. And even and fans are even saying, I think six instead of seven. So I think two more of those 18 teams, so it should be down to 12 teams total, should only have a chance to make it. And the NBA, I think the play is the stupidest thing ever. However, however, here's the thing. I don't. I think I read the rules wrong about the play-in one time. I thought it was you have to be within a certain amount of games to qualify for the play-in. Like if let's say you're an eight seed and you are five games above the nine seed, there's no reason you guys should be playing. But yeah. apparently that's not the deal. If you're just a nine seed or the eight seed, you know you play whoever wins gets in. Um, I think that's really dumb. Uh, I don't think it's fair. Even a couple years back in the bubble, the, the sure the Suns went eight and zero, but they. They were still, I think, three or four games back. There was no reason for them to be in there. Um, but they were fun. And that, that obviously, that, uh, that gave us a little preview of, you know, the future for Devin Booker and the Suns. I don't really like it all too much, but it's there. So, you know, let's talk about it. Yeah, let's so see what we can spark out of it. I think that really sparked out of the bubble, giving all those teams chances. Because you saw teams like the Suns mm-hmm. play well in the yeah. bubble. But then – you have like NFL teams. Someone said the Steelers and Eagles shouldn't have made the playoffs this year, but now, they're uh, non-win teams because it's because the they Eagles, got blown out. See the Look, they got some really bad matchups. Like, okay, let's say the I, I may be talking like I'm really low on the Titans, and maybe I am. But what if the Chiefs beat the Bengals? They keep the one seed, and then the Titans get to play. The Titans have to play the Steelers, and the Steelers beat the Titans. I'm not saying they would. I think I'd still pick the Titans in hindsight, but that's a completely different ball game. Know. That's a quarterback. I that nominated Ryan Tannehill in Week 15 when I when I went to that game in Pittsburgh. It was but that was different. He's not a quarterback who can beat you. So you know, but in the NBA, I kind of think it's the opposite. Eight seeds already struggled as it was, and now you're adding a chance for even worser teams to get in. Um, I don't know. I don't like the thought process, but what can you really do? It's been like this for a really long time. Um, and people seem to enjoy it. Everyone likes when the AC gets a, a quick one win and then they get gentlemen's sweat, man. You know, it's cool stuff. So, yeah. uh, I guess I can't complain about it. I'm not Roger Goodell or Adam Silver, uh, but I do trust them to keep moving the league forward. And moving on, you know, it wraps everything up. But I do have one last thing to announce. I got a notification a couple hours ago. NFL will be hosting a game in Germany this upcoming year, really making the game global. Uh, I think that's great. I think let's keep making this beautiful game global. Um, it's been my dream to see it in the Olympics, even though I, it, it, if it ever were to happen again, put in the Olympics, um, America would dog walk, I think, the entire world together. Um, and I mean, maybe it gets put out after the first year. But The problem is... There's not enough global presence. I think that's what they're trying to do right now. They're trying to expand the global presence. That's why they're playing in Mexico. Uh, and also, and I guess playing playing a I, – I don't know how you would play a summer Olympics with football. Uh, unless you made a 7-on-7 seven seven maybe. That, that's a lot. That's very doable. 
I think that'd be really fun for them. I think there's another opportunity to expand is for them to offer college athletes to play in this Olympics. This would really give a chance for college athletes to use their NIL and play in the Olympics. I think it'd be really cool because you see college swimmers, you see college track athletes play in the Olympics. Well, if we did that in a couple of years, uh, I do not want to see Archie Manning uh, completely doing the entire world. Uh, that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty. Uh, the twenty twenty four Summer Olympics. It might be pretty wild if, if Archie Manning is playing in the Summer Olympics. Hey man, USA seven v seven. But that's everything we got for you guys. You know, covered some Super Bowl, NBA uh, talk, and a little bit of international uh, football talk. Uh, if you've watched this far, uh, comment below who you guys think is going to win the Super Bowl. Give your MVP uh, and give your score prediction. Um, you know, we're not, I mean, we're not big enough. If, if I had $100,000 and you got all that right, uh, I would send it to you, but I don't. I'll send you 10 bucks. If if you get the score, uh, if you get the score and the winner right, I'll send you 10. If you get the uh, the MVP, if you get the MVP right, I'll send you an additional 10. So, okay. You get everything right, you get $20 from me. Probably not getting none from Daniel, but unless Daniel wants to chip in five. But, uh, yeah, make sure you guys comment below. Make sure you know give good reviews. Um, all the good things you're supposed to do for podcasts. We really appreciate you going into this first video. We've worked very hard to get this started. Um, and that's all That's all from us, uh, from me and my co-host, Danny Cole. Uh, have, a, have a great day and, uh, you know, Go Rams. Keep keep pursuing to no ball. You said the Rams. Go Rams. Go Odell.